Welcome to Management for Startups. Management for Startups is about learning management in small businesses and organizations between 2 to 50 people. My name is Cedric. This podcast is never longer than 15 minutes, so let's get started. So today we're going to be talking about one-on-ones again, and this is the third and final episode we'll be dedicating to one-on-ones. For those of you who are new and joining us, this episode is part of the mini-series, The Bare Minimum You Need to Know to Be an Adequate Manager. It is specifically targeted for those of you who are managers in startups and you find yourself forced into management roles, uh, even though you join originally as an individual contributor, you know, whether you're a programmer or a designer or a marketer. One-on-ones are the final of four techniques because this series only, you know, we, we are only going to talk about four techniques. Um, and I also mentioned that there is a fifth technique, which is feedback or guidance uh, that will be learned uh, as you put these four techniques into practice. So if you want to know what those four techniques are, you should go back and look at previous episodes. Uh, basically, it's delegation and then training and then learning prioritization of your management tasks so you don't go insane. And finally, one-on-ones are the last technique. And uh, in many ways, um, the technique that isn't part of normal management. Like if you, nobody forces you or nobody tells you about the existence of one-on-ones, you can totally get by without doing them. And as far as I know, one-on-ones aren't really regularly done outside of the tech industry. Although I believe that they definitely should because one-on-ones are basically a way to prevent problems from happening. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a toolbox that you really... It's a tool that you really should put in your toolbox and you're really giving nothing up um, by trying it and putting it into practice because you're only going to be able to you know, save your team and yourself from blow-ups and uh, potential emergencies, which happens you know, from time to time in startups. In the previous episode, I've talked about like how wh- how you should do your one-on-ones, exactly what you should do uh, when you're running one-on-ones. I gave you an example of how I do my one-on-ones in my team, and then I said that like, hey, you know, uh, my industry is different from yours, my company is different from yours, and my management style is different from yours. And so, therefore, uh, the purpose of me breaking down my style is simply to give you a concrete example of uh, a, an actual, you know, real one-on-one that I do, so that you can then adapt it to your unique situation. Your unique company and your unique management style. Today, we're going to be talking about the three kinds of one-on-ones you experience once you start doing them. And I think this episode is really important because from my experience, most people don't start doing new techniques immediately. And the reason they don't start doing new techniques uh, immediately, even though it's quite clear-cut and it's well-explained, and the reason is they're scared, right? They're, They're scared of the unknown. And I found in my practice that when I train my managers to replace me, that when I spend a bit of time just explaining, hey, you know, when you start doing this, there's really only three kinds of one-on-ones you need to, you will experience. Uh, this sort of removes some of the uncertainty and doubt from doing one-on-ones from them. And then I find that it's easier for them to start doing it because <laughs> once you know that there's only three kinds, it's not that scary. Uh, I need to give credit where credit is due. This uh, category of doing one-on-ones is actually from a blog called Rants in Repos, uh, written by Michael Lopp. Michael Lopp is this amazing engineering manager who has been writing about and blogging about management for quite some time. Um, you should go check out his blog. Uh, he doesn't update as often anymore, I think, because it's, I mean, the blog is really old. Um, but there are lots of really good old posts on this. And in the show notes, I'm going to link to the particular post where he talks about these three categories. And it just so happens that I have experienced all three categories in, in my time doing one-on-ones. Um, the three categories are, one, the normal one-on-one, 
basically it's just like you talking uh, and you getting information and probing for information, which we have mentioned in the previous episode. Um, the second one is the runt. This is when things go wrong, right? And your you know your subordinate uh, experiences some huge problem in the previous month since your last one on one. It could be the new hire is an idiot, <laughs> or um, maybe Joe from customer support is a terrible person and is causing problems for the entire company. Anyway, the runt happens when there's something bad and your subordinate needs to vent and he needs to let off steam. And so I think uh, the runt is understandable uh, when it happens and we shall talk a bit about that. But that really isn't the most scary thing that can happen during a one-on-one. The most scary thing that can happen in a one-on-one is the third kind of one-on-one that you experience, which is thankfully very, very rare. Um, it's the explosion where basically uh, a runt uh, or and a one-on-one that starts out as a runt becomes an attack. And the attack becomes really personal and really angry and becomes directed at you. Um, in my experience, I've only had this happen once. Uh, I without, I can't go into detail because it concerns personal things, or rather personal things with regard to that subordinate. But needless to say, um, an explosion only happens when you have messed up and when your subordinate is so frustrated that they can't think of any other way to resolve the situation except to lash out at you in anger. And that happens, you know, that, that does happen, especially in startups where things are, you know, completely chaotic and uh, systems are constantly breaking and uh, you don't really have much um, buffer uh, in, in the way that big companies do. Um, you're completely exposed to raw events and random things happening and blowing up in your face. So let's talk about... Um, We'll talk about the explosion in a bit, but I just want to quickly go through uh, all the other kinds of one-on-ones because the explosion is really the one that very rarely happens, if ever, and pretty much only happens if you've messed up on a royal scale, uh, which I hope and pray that if you listen to this series and you listen to this podcast, you won't, but maybe you will. Okay, so the basic one-on-one, right, the 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 really simple and basic one-on-one is the normal update. And the normal update is, again, I should remind everyone who's listening, uh, one-on-ones are not status updates. If you're using one-on-ones as a status update, that is an incredible waste of time because you already should have ways uh, during your day-to-day execution to keep track of status and keep project updates, keep updated on projects uh, in your day-to-day you know, work execution. And one-on-ones are really like an out-of-band information channel that you use to probe and get you know, information, get data on things that might blow up in the future. And if you're not using one-on-ones to probe and get information, and you're not listening 70% of the time, uh, and you know, sorry, you're not, yeah, you're not listening 70% of the time and speaking less than 30% of the time, then you're really wasting the amount of time that you're dedicating to one-on-ones on a weekly basis. And I've also mentioned in a previous episode, like uh, the frequency with which you run your one-on-ones should depend on the number of blow-ups that happen. If you're running it too frequently, try and cut it down, and they should be a inverse relationship between the frequency of your one-on-ones and the quality of your one-on-ones with the number of random emergency blow-ups that happen in your management work. Um, so the normal one-on-one should be exactly like we've talked about in the previous episode, right? You you don't spend that much time talking. Uh, you probe um, to be a bit more concrete and, and, and crispy with my details. I will say that you should ask questions like, um, how was your week? How was your month? Uh, are they, are they potential problems uh, that have come up? And, you know, if, if, 
it's one of those good months where there really are no problems, then you should spend some time building trust, which means getting to know them as a person, getting to know their hopes and dreams and fears. Um, and if that, you know, if, if even that is exhausted, then what I usually do is I give feedback. And feedback is, I mean, one-on-ones are a great way or a great time to give feedback because you basically have 30 to one minutes to one hour of time. And giving feedback in this particular case, um, I mean, it's really rare for, for me to meet a manager who doesn't have feedback at top of their, even in the back of their mind, right, on whatever project it is that your subordinate last worked on. And it pays to give this and to give it very clearly. And then, you know, that's a good use of your one-on-one time because feedback, constant feedback is how you get people to improve. So let's talk about the second type of one-on-one, the runt. And you know it's a runt when, say, something has gone terribly wrong. Maybe the last deployment was messed up. Maybe your subordinate had to spend uh, two or three all-nighters just fixing a bug that somebody else did, and he needs to rant about that situation, or she needs to rant about that situation. Or maybe it's a brewing political conflict, right, where your subordinate, maybe she hates, like, some other subordinate, um, uh, or some other subordinate is really, or some other department in your startup is really trying trying to make trouble for your team. Uh, In any case, the rant is an emotional outburst. You should treat it as an emotional outburst, right? It's very tempting sometimes when a subordinate is ranting and the rant stems from a misunderstanding that you can correct easily by stepping in and giving them new information they didn't know about. You know, it's really tempting for you to just step in because you think that, oh, you know, I'll just reframe this issue and this issue will no longer be that big of a deal and my subordinate will then uh, resume rationality and be calm and normal. No, it doesn't work like that, right? A rant is an emotional thing, and your job during the uh, during the rant uh, throughout the course of the one-on-one is to listen. Only after uh, the rant uh, uh, sort of wears out, right, peters out, um, then you can step in and and sort of suggest uh, reframing the issue or uh, say, hey, you know, that maybe there's a misunderstanding, here's some new information that will make you uh, reevaluate the situation, or, you know, maybe just talking about solutions, which is a huge part of what a manager does. But it's important to take the time to just ask questions and empathize, right? You know, you say things like, it seems like you're really mad about this, or, oh dear, that's really bad, what happened next, right? And just let the run um, run its course. And it will run its course, right? There will be a time where the, your subordinate just runs out of steam and feels satisfied that they have managed to get it all off their chest and into the manager's hands. And then you can move on to the next step. Uh, the next stage is, is to evaluate whether you want to work on it as uh, or find a solution with your subordinate. And sometimes you don't. Sometimes uh, the runt is just a runt and your subordinate is perfectly happy getting it off his or her chest. And then after that, you don't have to do anything about it. And you'll be usually really clear because you just ask them and they'll say, ah, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm done. I'm, I'm okay. I, I can take it. Um, and you can move on. But if you do settle on a solution, then you do have to make an effort to keep track of it, right? You need to follow up on it. You do need to keep your word. And even if you, you know, you and your subordinate settle on a solution that later you find out you can't do, you do need to uh, close the loop and bring it up again, either in a impromptu meeting later or in your next one-on-one, you say that, oh, you know, you know, we settled on this solution in the previous one-on-one, but it turns out that I can't do it for X, Y, and Z reason. 
The main point here is that you do need to establish trust and you do need to keep your subordinates trust. And the only way you can do that is to take action and to remember to take action, right? Because actions speak louder than words. And in this particular case, like if you say that you do it and you don't do it, over time, your subordinate will learn, oh, you know, like why should I even tell my manager? He or she is completely useless. There's nothing that he or she can do. He or she just constantly says things to placate me, but, you know, never does anything anyway. And you, should, you need to prevent that to happen, especially if you're working with a subordinate for a long time. Um, the third, okay, so let, that's the rant. I think it's fairly straightforward. There's a whole bunch of like listening skills that you can pick up. Just go Google uh, for active listening skills and then apply that for the rant, um, especially you know, just to get the emotion and the, the vent out of, off the, out of the way so you can move on to solutions. Let's talk about the explosion. And um, so I'll preface this by saying that explosion is really, really rare. And you can recognize when an explosion is happening because an explosion usually starts out like a runt. It usually starts out as a runt. And like a tornado that sort of just whips up uh, a wind uh, and then slowly becomes more and more destructive as <laughs> the wind speed increases, a runt becomes an explosion when you hear the runt not ever you know, venting out, petering out like a normal runt. It doesn't actually end. In fact, it just keeps building and building and building and eventually you realize you're under a personal attack. So it's really important when a personal attack happens that you don't react. It's going to be really difficult. It can be incredibly painful because it is most likely your fault, right? It's most likely something that you completely messed up and that you, can, you, know, you can't do anything about it anymore because the mistake is so bad and the mistake has happened in the past and you can't go back in time and fix it. And so what you need to do is you need to take it. You need to take the personal attack. Don't react. Don't uh, snap back. Don't get angry. Suppress your emotions listen actively and just sit it out, right? And at the very end of it, when, when you know, the, the personal attack has been concluded, say, thank you for your time. Let's calm down. I need to think about everything that you just told me. Um, if it helps, you should write down all the little uh, attacks and misgivings that your subordinate has brought up to you to show that you really take it seriously. Uh, in fact, uh, I think I've had, I've had a manager friend who says that writing things down shows that you respect the time and the things that they say. You're taking it to heart. You're trying to uh, synthesize everything that they're telling you and remember what they're telling you. So that's really important. And then later, what you decide to do about it, you should do in a separate meeting. Uh, thankfully, this is really rare, um, but explosions can and will happen, especially if you have a long career as a manager. I really hope it doesn't happen to you though. All right, so these are really just the three types of one-on-ones that will happen. Uh, most of the time, like say 95% of the time will be just a normal update. So you don't have to worry about it. And the rant is also fairly easy to handle and it's your job to follow up and fix it if there are problems. And the explosion should just happen, you know, it's only happened to me once in three years. So it should probably, hopefully happen less for you. So this is what one-on-ones are like. I hope that helps reduce some of the uncertainty. Uh, next week, we're going to wrap up this series and I have like one or two last things to say about one-on-ones. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Cedric out.